0: Welcome back to Three Black Dots with Dr. Tiffany, Dr. Karen, and Dr. Zanetta.
1: All right, so what you drinking? Now we starting. When are we starting? Right.
2: You know uh, what? Okay, so here's the What's thing. Here's the thing. Whoa, here I got go. this cup. I'm back to the, the old the old Yeti cup here. Yeah. But you know, it's only it's like Yeti. a swallow it's of water. There there. I know. Oh, wow. you, you see it? Well, look, she I even was have busy. water tonight, Tiff. Wait, well, so, what I got to swallow.
0: I, I thought it would swallow. at
2: least be she a Pepsi has, night. It, well, no. I already had my Pepsi.
0: Oh. I was like, she drank I two did. the other night. You saw how she I was did have two, y'all. I had saying, two Pepsi.
2: You know, it, you probably it up was all tough. Day. I was struggling.
1: <laughs> well, I, I have a which is not my usual, okay. but I'm enjoying it. So there you go.
0: That's awesome. And I'm I'm doing my salted caramel. Ah um, You've been consistent with that. Pretty much. I you know, that in um my old fashioned, but it, this is just easy. I just put some ice in a glass and throw some whiskey on it. So <laughs> I know it's a little lazy, but uh that's how I'm feeling right now. Mm. Mm.
2: So Karen, mm. how you been doing?
0: Mm. Mm. You turned fifty! Yay! This is a big week. Yay! It's a big week. I turned fifty, and that's great. I just—that's exciting. Yes, it's exciting. Another toast for you. Great. Thank you for half a century. Cheers! Cheers! cheers.
1: The big five zero. Yay!
0: Um, I think this week was tough because it was there was a lot of good stuff. I mean, obviously there was Uh you know celebrating JD's two years, it was celebrating right. fifty. It was having Ashley show up on my doorstep. Yeah. Yes. Aww. Um you know, having all the, the party stuff and having you know, Tiff out there with the with the office and you know, it was great. It was all And great. the
1: asthmatic lungs blowing up balloons. <laughs> Don't forget. Yes,
0: the asthmatic lungs blowing up balloons. <laughs> but then I had to go to work. You know <sighs> and yeah. that I was nervous about it and the day was going fine until the end when I was telling you about that one young man. And then I was asked to write a paper about racism, and that's got me in a little bit of a space, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's hard, but I want to get it done, but it's right. just due on Sunday. It was literally just to ask, I'm like, crap, <laughs> you know? So, but in order for that to meet the publishing deadlines, so because they really want to capitalize on what's going the on the environment right now. And it makes sense, right? Because otherwise you submit something and then it's like months later, it gets published right. and it's like forgotten. Yep. But it's hard because I'm in a space, and I and I'm, I'm actually thinking about that clip that I sent you guys from Toni Morrison, mm-hmm. where she was talking about white gays. and he, I'm I'm feeling that so strongly. Like, why should I have to explain anything? Why is it my job to explain?
1: So this was uh, this was something that I brought up this week on my personal social media too, because. You know, like I've had a lot of friends on social media, Black friends, you know, like recalling their racist, you know, their their experiences with racism and just like, and of course that made me start thinking of things that had happened to me and just kind of like reliving all that stuff over and over. And I was like, I mean, I get it, right? People want to, people are finally open, open to hearing, mm. right? And so, you want to share those experiences now that people are open to hearing and learning, but at the same time, like then you got to relive all this trauma, reliving it, right. and the anxiety. And I saw it in myself. I wondered what was happening with other people, and I said the same thing. I was like, you know what? If if we're going to be uncomfortable reliving all this stuff and anxious because people want to hear about it now, then uh, then people need to also start examining role in this stuff because what i was concerned about is we were all saying very ext- not extreme but very overt things that happened to us right and we all have those stories but my concern was like if you're white and you have a lot of black friends chances are you haven't done anything overtly racist like what we're saying and so then you can sit back and say this is terrible and it's outside of you again, right? Like, look at these people, look -hmm. at the terrible things that they did. But to me, I'm like, well, what subtle things have happened that you've upheld, Mm -hmm. right? Like what what subtleties, you know, somebody, you told a racist joke, you heard one, you didn't say anything, you know, you Mm -hmm. use the M word, you were in company of people who did because that's how this stuff gets upheld. And some of it, some of my experiences, some were very overt, you know, like I had a a run in with the police, but some of it was very subtle, you know, it was hearing those sorts of comments from white classmates in elementary school when they didn't think I heard, you know what I mean? Like, From the time when you're a kid. And so for me, I'm like, well, if we're going to be uncomfortable, everybody's going to get uncomfortable, (laughs) right? Like, Mm -hmm. if we're going to relive all this stuff, then I need for you to start thinking about what you've done. You get uncomfortable, too, and think about how to change it and how to raise your kids so that they don't make the same mistakes, right? So I'm with you on that. I feel the same.
0: And it was, you know, we, you know, you've watched different organizations, ASCO, A-A-W-R, uh, ACR, ASTRO, These, all these different um, organizations, national organizations that are representing clinicians. Each of them have in turn sent out a statement. Um, some did it right away, others it's taken a little longer, but a statement addressing current things. Some of them were fine. I saw one that was excellent. And then there's the one from Radiation Oncology that comes out.
1: I didn't see that. One.
0: It's a hot mess. And, and so, you know, there are some of my colleagues that are like, okay, we're going to put a list of demands together. I said, but why? I'm like, why? Again, why should we have to tell them how to act? Mm-hmm. Uh um, huh. And to your point, Tiffany, with all of this, why are people not being being more introspective and is it because we've mm-hmm. always had to be the ones to either A, not say something because yep. we're afraid of hurting their feelings or whatever or B, to do the explanation instead of forcing them to be more introspective in terms of their own behaviors and so there's all of that stuff going on in my brain as well because while at the same time it's like well maybe this is the time to step in and just say here's the list of demands but I'm like mm-hmm. I I don't know because it then it becomes a checkbox again and you know, if it's not within the narrow window of what you prescribe or maybe they just say, okay, well, here's the list of, you know, three demands. We're going to pick the lowest hanging fruit, you know. I, I want there to be out of all of this, some sort of not only acknowledgement, but also a move towards behavior change and modification mm-hmm. that will then create sustainable change mm-hmm. in generations Yep, um, because There was a video, for instance, that was out probably showing stuff in the 70s where these two little black girls were riding their bikes on the sidewalk and they got stopped by a group of white kids and the white kids were calling the N-word and were pushing their bikes and laughing at them. These kids, those kids are now adults. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And who knows what they're teaching their kids. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so until there's acknowledgement that, A, that was bad behavior, Uh, B, that bad behavior has been learned from generation to generation and it's not inherent, and C, that each individual has a responsibility to then make change so that the the cycle can be ended. Then there will be no change. We talk about that all the time with Mm -hmm. violence, with domestic violence, that somebody has to break the chain, and in this case there has to be acknowledgement.
1: Yeah, and acknowledgement on the side of, you know, well I raise my kids, quote, unquote, not to see color. And I always wonder. Because no one is
2: transparent. Like, come on.
1: Right. But I'm like, (laughs) but this is, but isn't this what leads to when someone, when you're in sixth grade, for me, when you're in sixth grade and you're a white kid and you hear somebody use the N word referring to your black friend and you don't say anything. Is it. And then you grow up well you didn't say anything so then you grow up and you teach your kids not to see color so when your kids are in that same situation they're not gonna say anything you see what i mean and so i think it's the same breaking the cycle In. Yeah. i also struggle
2: with how can you not treat a human as a human i don't know no. if it's because we, we we are minorities but honestly like if someone is struggling you help them out. I don't understand if, if there is a problem, you, you are the bigger person. Like, this is not hard. This is (laughs) treating your neighbor as yourself. Like, it's as simple as that. So in healthcare, you know, like, you know, there are lots of, you know, pictures and things and, 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 you know, people are, are, are supporting the movement, but to me, like, I would like to see it when those black patients show up in the emergency room or when they show up on the hospital floor, or they show up in clinic, that's when their life matters. Like literally their life matters, you know? And it's like, <laughs> I, I just don't understand. I, I really don't okay. because I don't really know what to explain anymore. Right. Like, I don't know how many more stories we can right. tell
0: Right, right. I
2: mean, it's like everyone is saying the same thing. I mean, good night. It started in elementary school. Right. Right? There was the teacher. There was this. There was that. There was the cop. There was, I, I mean, it goes on and on and on. So you can just assume <laughs> that most of us have had a traumatic
0: experience, probably several. Right. Yes. But what you're saying, though, is requires introspection. And that's yes. a challenge because yes. there has not been any. It's yes. the same way that yep. there's part of me that wants to be yep. able to like, put on, on like, Twitter blast the challenges that I've had in academia, even around some of the microaggressions and some mm-hmm. of the macroaggressions that were experienced. Mm-hmm. But to your point, we've all said it. We say the same things over and over again. But and maybe Tiffany said it best. People are saying, well, that's that person over there. Right. Or that Look at that egregious thing.
1: Yes. But
0: they fail to see themselves in those microaggressions because I tell you, that stuff that you see in the emergency room, mm-hmm. those are microaggressions, uh-huh. oftentimes leading to macroaggressions. When you right. have a black individual comes in and says they can't breathe and they get sent home and they die of COVID, that that's now a microaggression. I'm sorry, that's not just a microaggression. This is someone actively saying that, oh, this black person is being dramatic, right. but who's holding their feet to the fire? Right. Who's holding the cops feet to the fire? You see what happened in even in Buffalo? Oh, my gosh, where that a white was man horrible. gets knocked down. Yeah,
2: the yeah. 75 Did knocked you down. see
0: that? Like, and they walked around him. Like, this is yep. egregious. Wh- one cop tried to help and it, whomever it was, the leader pushed him out of the way and told him not to help. And then you heard the call that the call was that the guy tripped and fell. Right. That's what they put in the I guess official report. In the official report before I guess they knew that there was video. But, but like, how
2: do you push a set, How do you push a grown man when you are in a position of authority? Like, how do you do that? Then how do you realize that, hey, this guy may be injured? Like, that is sadistic. We, that's morally bankrupt. It really is. I mean, you can't you can't train that away.
0: Hence, your point about why is it that it's OK for people to not treat people as humans in some ways. And I know this is not very popular, but blacks have never been seen as humans. But. This elderly gentleman, first of all, lack of respect for our elders. is yeah. so rampant. In it is. Culture. It's yep. unbelievable. Yep. I don't care what that gentleman went up to them and said. You just yeah. don't do that to an older person. Right.
2: Yeah. He was a peaceful um, activist. You know, a part of some a peaceful organization. It's, it's, but but, it's, but you, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like it was yeah. just like, just like. I mean, it just speaks to the man's character. You know, like yes. this is a this is a guy, who, clearly has a conscience. Clearly is 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 i don't know is is fighting for for a just cause and this is what happens and then and then the fact that that what nearly 60 buffalo police officers yes, resigned
0: 57 that's get right. rid of them get rid of them that's what i said i said all right goodbye
2: yeah you, i i service. mean We're this on. is crazy more job opportunities for people who who care about their communities
0: so let's talk about the growth and development of the police force, which most people do not realize is rooted in slavery. Right? Um, There needs to be acknowledgement of the fact that the officers or the overseers Mm -hmm. were established to keep the slaves in line, the overseers, and then their that morphed into officers that were really employed to keep black people in line and slaves. Um, And our tax dollars go to support that. Now, there are really good cops out there. There are really good police officers. But the best models are those where the individuals who are policing also live within those communities and who know those communities and who are part of those communities because their kids go to school with the kids, you know, that they're policing or the families that they're policing. And that's a challenge because that's not the way things are anymore. They're oftentimes bringing in the overseers into the disadvantaged neighborhoods. And that does put in place this dichotomy or this structure where there's, the place of power, if you will, and i don't I don't know that that's the the best model <laughs> i don't know i I don't know i and maybe I mean we do need law and order, but why is it that in this nation we need to have cops that carry guns and other you know things that can really harm people where other nations don't do that right britain's not their cops aren't carrying guns they're not killing folk right there's and and and
2: also shooting to kill it makes no sense to me.
1: That's what I don't understand the shooting to kill. I mean the
2: not that you should be shooting I, but I like
1: <laughs> yeah but and I admit I don't I haven't read a lot about police training. I don't know about a lot. It's just not something that I'm well read in police training, but I always thought that like you were or they were trained to like maybe injure to get somewhat like to apprehend. So the, the the shooting to kill, I'm like, where? No, they're trained to shoot to kill. So I saw a story ah. on
2: police training. And so like there are these companies, basically they contract with companies to train the, the police officers. And, and most of these companies are ex-military. And so basically they are training you for war. Mm-hmm. And so in war, there is no injure. There is you know, you're shooting to kill. So your shots are towards the chest, not to the leg or or anything else. People are seen as threats.
0: Yes, and I do think a lot of that goes back to how these institutions started. When you think about the slave patrols that then eventually became the police force and as part of the Civil War, they were organized into these um, police departments that were really meant to patrol the slaves and make sure you're keeping the black folk in place just the same way that if a slave tried to run away they were either tortured or killed um, but that goes back to z your point about individuals not seeing other people as humans Right. they, they wouldn't treat dogs that way if people treated dogs the way right. that we saw that gentleman you know right. treated that older gentleman or even george right. floyd if people treated dogs like that, even the woman Amy Cooper, remember when she right. was strangling the dog practically when she, as she was calling the cops right. on Christian Cooper? People were all up in arms about the fact that the dog was dangling from its collar. Right. But it's okay to treat black folk any old way. Right.
2: Michael Vicks will serve more time than probably most of these cops. Mm.
0: Yeah. So... But that's, that's been my headspace, and it's been really, really tough because I, I want to get this thing written, but there's part of me just like, what what am I doing? Like, what's the point? And am I, why am I having to speak to the white gaze? Why do I have to speak to and, and try to explain something to people who have had 401 years to look and say, is this the appropriate behavior? Um, but I also want to make sure that I take the opportunity, right, to... Right.
2: Right. It, it's it, or... right. It, it's, a, it's another part of the text. I mean, you I know, you just I'm so tired. <laughs> because I'm I'm tar- aren't you tired? I am exhausted. I, I when I walked in the house, I was so tired. I felt dizzy. And, and I really think it's just exhausting. It's been an exhausting week. And I was telling Tiffany earlier this week, I'm tired of being upset. Like I'm tired of being angry because it's not an emotion that I think is natural for me. And i felt just anger a lot this week. And I don't like to feel that way. I, yeah, I don't like to feel that first. way. I'm
0: not, I'm not, I'm not. You I know? am. <laughs> yeah, me too, girl. I'm right there Which
1: with you. Which is why me when see. I called you guys and, and we got this podcast, like zero people were surprised, at least the people on this call. <laughs> But I will say that you were the least angry of all of us uh, in the normal circumstances. I so just, I was know, uh, surprised.
2: I just like to chill. <laughs> I don't yeah. bother nobody. Yeah. But, but it was. I was like, I can't, I can't keep living like this.
1: Well, and for me, I got angry. And like, and like I said already, I just got angry about all this extra stuff we're putting ourselves through right now now that people are open to hear it it's like I just got to process what's happening and now on top of this I have to recount all these episodes that have happened to make you see the problem really mm-hmm. now that you're open to hearing about it no you know uh, it's protect my peace I'm cutting I'm shutting this down <laughs> I'm doing my yoga, and you be uncomfortable. It can't just always be hearing? us.
0: I'm, huh? I'm trying to figure out who's, who is open to hearing, because I don't know if the appropriate people. people are open to hearing.
1: So, Well, so my thing is, like, it's starts with... Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think, you know, I have a lot of white friends and family, and this is something I posted you know, in my um, personal social media, not so much for my family members, cause like, you know, whatever, but for my friends, it's like, hey, you're the people I reach. I don't think I'm reaching people who are doing these very overt things, I just don't. But if you're my friend, you probably aren't doing that, but maybe you're doing something subtle. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you know people who are doing overt stuff, right? Like, maybe you've been ignoring somebody.
0: Fair enough. And so,
1: maybe by seeing what I'm saying and maybe just getting a teensy bit uncomfortable yourself, then maybe you will then confront those people who you know who are doing the overt stuff that I'm not going to get to because they're not in my sphere. You know what I mean? That was my thought.
0: I think I was irritated too by all these folks taking a knee. And I'm like, so where were you when I needed you to stand up when I was being bullied in these academic centers? Where were you when I needed you to stand up for me when I have somebody who says, Oh, well, she asked me to do this for her. I know I'm her secretary, but but she asked me to do it and I didn't like the way she said it. You know, those Oof. those things. Right. I mean, Oh, I had you know I had, I had,
2: that. had right.
0: that. Right. Of course. Right.
2: Amen.
1: <laughs> Not uh, a secretary. Just,
0: but get off your else. dang knee! Get off your knee! Get off your knee and stand up, and stand up for justice and stand up for the people that you know have been wronged by the system. Get off your dang knee! Well, and All and that then kind of stuff.
2: But, is, but I do you know. what I would have liked to see, um, I would have liked to see the leaders of these institutions sit and take a knee. I, I mean, because yes. what I saw, I saw a lot of women. Yes, I saw. I I didn't see a lot of the people in power getting to the front of this. And and I think that's a statement. But when you have people that you won't let into your your C-suite, you know, um taking a knee, I mean, still things aren't gonna change. Because we all know, I'm sorry, it's it's hard for minority physicians in academic places, it's almost impossible. I mean, Karen is, she's doing it for (laughs) me and Tiffany. It's very, very difficult. And, um, I mean, you are getting it from every person. So, I mean, from, you know, the people who are charged to assist you, to the people who are over you, to the people who are parallel with you, I mean, I, I think people say they understand what's going on, but really, I have yet to see anyone challenge the system. But don't I just you haven't think, seen
1: it. I saw I saw something going around today. A meme going around today that said like Maybe we don't cancel 2020. Like maybe 2020 is like the year of like reckoning (laughs) when Mm -hmm. all of the status quo quo gets blown to bits, right? Because I think everything that we're talking about, Karen, when you're like, where were you when I was going through all this stuff and all this stuff was happening to me, I feel like before this, everybody was just kind of going along, doing their thing. Right. And it was status quo. And, And part of it, you know, part of the reason we're sitting here being recorded for a podcast is because for me, it may be, i look at myself, right? You say you want to work with disparities. What have you done that's right. really made a difference? This is me talking to me. Right. But, I mean, you know, you kept it cute. You kept it comfortable. Are you going to be satisfied with that? Right. At the end of your I career you. that you actually did something impactful? This is my own internal conversation. I'm not talking about anybody else's. mm mm-hmm goals and and what anybody else has done I'm looking at me and like is what I've done going to be enough to satisfy me and I'm like you know what no you've been playing it safe and keeping it cute and you need to do something so that's
0: why what's prompted my willingness to start to drag folk well, For lack of a better
1: word. Well, uh, I mean, y'all saw what I had to do on Twitter. I'm sorry. I just, I cannot. Not on Twitter, but I appreciate the screenshots. <laughs> Here's the deal. Yeah. The challenge is
0: this I understand there are some white people who have done some things, right? There are white people who go to Africa and they want to help the black people out. Right? Mm-hmm. Even though there's some black folk right in their backyard that they could be helping, but they want to go to Africa. So, there are all okay. these organizations that are setting up schools in Africa. When we've got children here in the United States whose educational education is being stunted because of mm-hmm. structural racism, but it's yeah. easier to go to Africa because then they can do their little tourism thing and they can say pat themselves on the back. And I say when somebody has to say, well, look at all the good stuff I've done for the black people. They're doing it for the wrong reason. It's like the people who say, "I'm not racist because I have a black friend," or I, you know, I, "I don't practice racism because I I know a black person." There is something that is so grossly wrong with individuals who make the assumption that just because they give to a cause, it means they understand that cause. All they're doing yeah. is giving to the cause. And yeah. please don't speak for black folks. So I had to have that conversation on Twitter today.
1: Please I mean, tell whatever day this that. week. We're not going to start, but go ahead. <sighs> well, we already started, you. but we're not, we're yeah, not we going in. No, you can go ahead and finish, you on finish true, it, you With finish the it. No, I'm not. Oh, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Sorry. It's the... But it's all the same. But no, it's the same.
0: It's indeed the same because can I, one of the comments, I can't remember if I screenshotted this, one the person said, Oh, I really prefer African-American. Too. Yeah, I saw that. So I was it. like, you missed the well, whole point. Missed the whole missed, point. Not only did you miss the point, but please allow me to self-identify. You know, I don't label you. Let me self-identify because, you know, I'm not African because my heritage was stripped. How about that? My heritage was stripped when my people landed on the rock 400 years ago. So I'm not African. My skin is brown. I consider myself a black woman. And therefore, please allow me to self-identify. So it's not cool that other folks again who feel like they're down with the cause and got their fist raised for them to then step in and speak for yes, you know, communities and, and I'm trying to be careful not to speak for everyone, right? My voice is a singular right. voice. Hence, when I was asked to write this article, I was like, I don't want it to be a singular voice because then right. you'd be like, oh, that's just, just your opinion. So now I've developed a collective voice and that's the voice that's going to be writing this paper. So, but I just feel like it needs to be so much more. There needs to be so much more.
1: Okay. So I was doing a, uh, I was on, I was doing a ride today, right? <clears throat> Y'all heard a little bit about that. <laughs> which we won't about my laundry <laughs> problem. But um, but I was on the bike <laughs> doing a ride and um the instructor is one of the black instructors, you know, and he was doing the ride to talk about all the stuff going on. And he said that, you know, as a black Peloton instructor that he was getting a lot of love and support from, you know, Peloton owners, you know, white people who love his classes and are reaching out to him and saying, how are you doing? How are you doing? You know, we support you. We know we support you. And he said, I know you support me because I'm in your house and I'm in your home all the time, but I need you to have that same energy for other people in my community. And I was like, dang that was a word because yeah mm-hmm. i started thinking back about again when i was a kid and when i was younger and i would overhear things that i wasn't probably well, i wasn't meant to hear you know about how I was different oh she's different from other black people she's different and i'm like I mean, is that what people think? Like, because I have now, you know, I've always been an A student, all that, always got along with everybody, all that. Now I have these letters behind my name. I have doctor in front of my name. Is the assumption that I'm different from other black people? So that makes me acceptable. And I'm like, I'm I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. But you're not like the other ones. Right. So if you can rock with me, because I have letters behind my name and I have doctor in front of my name. I need you to keep that same energy for other black people. Well, I'm particularly the particularly
0: because when, when you, I'm when the you're same. not in your white coat, when you don't have your badge out and right. you're you walking in the store, you getting followed. You're right.
1: shopping while black,
0: just like anybody I'm the else same. who doesn't have the letters.
1: I'm so. the same. And I was like, yeah, he said a word. So Great. it's keep that same energy. Don't assume that I'm different from everybody else. I'm actually the same. And so extend that same grace and benefit or whatever it is you extend to me, to everybody else you come in contact with that's black. That's all.
0: Free Black Docs is not intended as medical advice. All opinions are our own. Free Black Docs is produced by Wings Productions
2: like what you hear, make sure you rate and subscribe. Three Black Docs is available wherever you get your podcasts.